Hello, and welcome to the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. Last week, I launched into a new series entitled How to Break Your Story in Five Easy Steps. And the reason I did this is because I'm finding a lot of people get stuck or get lost on their way through their story. They don't know how to get from the beginning through the middle and all the way to the end. And this is something I understand because when I started early on writing long form projects, I could never seem to navigate the story itself. I would get lost in the narrative and not know what needed to come next. So these five easy steps are in a way a tool or technique that you can always go back to and rely on to help you figure out what should come next. If you're not well versed in structure or if you don't know how to apply story structure or whatever tool you're using at the time to try to break your story, there is a tried and true thing that you can go back to that will help you get through your story. And that is what these five easy steps are about. So this isn't a replacement for structure. It is part of a structure tool, but I would argue that in some ways it's more important than structure because it relies on your character. It relies on the choices that your character makes to help you determine where your story goes. So last week we started with step number one, which is figure out who your main character is. If this is a story structure sort of outline based on a main character, then the first step logically is to figure out who that main character is. Today, we're going to address step two, which is figure out what your main character wants. Now, this seems fairly logical. I'm sure you've heard this. If you've ever studied story structure or writing at any level at all, you have probably heard What does your character want? And yet, it's incredible how often writers fail to give their characters a clear want, a clear goal to pursue. In fact, I would argue that this is the number one failing in all of the stories that I critique. When I'm looking at a story, I almost always come back to what do they want? Because when you have a character that has a clear goal in mind, they will pursue it relentlessly for the rest of the story. And in some ways, this is why certain genres are easier to write than others. Because, for example, if you have a murder mystery, well, it makes the want pretty clear. The main character presumably wants to solve that crime, figure out who done it, and bring the killers to justice. It's a very clear concrete, solid goal for your character to pursue over the course of the telling. And what do they do? They go from clue to clue to clue to clue to clue until they can solve it and they figure it out. And if you have a murder mystery that doesn't do those things or they're not pursuing clear goals or they're not pursuing clear clues, then you probably don't have a very good murder mystery on your hands. But there's a couple of things about this. First of all, Every genre has to follow this same structure. There has to be a clear objective want that your character can pursue. 
and it has to be something concrete and not abstract. So this is something I've been saying over and over again. How many times do I have somebody turn in a story idea to me, but the characters want is something nebulous. It's something abstract. It's something that you can't sink your teeth into. And therefore it's hard to use that as an anchor. Think about the characters want as the anchor. Whenever you're lost in story, you remind yourself, what do they want? Because what happens is with all the other characters that come along and all of the roadblocks that they come to and the things that they have to overcome in order to continue pursuing their objective, what happens is you can get lost in that. You can get lost. You can lose sight of what your character is actually after. So when that happens, that's when most people feel like, okay, what comes next? they have gotten lost and they don't know where to go. This is one of the major, most important things that you can do is remind yourself, well, what do they want? What do they want? Because that will get you back on track. And what you do once you figure out what they want again, is you figure out from where you are, what is the most logical step that they would take to pursue what they want? And this is super important because if you have a character who wants something, but they skip the most logical step to get it, then we're going to have a problem with that as an audience. So if they skip a step, you have to justify why they've skipped it. You have to come up with a reason why they would skip that step. For example, Let's say that you have a child who wants to have carrot cake instead of chocolate cake for their birthday, but they're afraid to tell their parent because their parent loves to make this homemade family recipe of chocolate cake and it's going to crush them. And so the child, you know, is scared to tell the parent, well, now all of a sudden, maybe the most logical step seems to be to just go to the parent and say, Hey, I'd rather have carrot cake. But if the parent has the kind of disposition that makes that impossible for the child to do, to use open, honest, and direct communication, well, now all of a sudden you've justified why the kid goes to great lengths to destroy all of the ingredients of the chocolate cake or to hide it from the parent or to dump out the cocoa or whatever the case may be. The point is you have to justify if your character doesn't pursue the most logical step. By way of an example, anytime you have a story where somebody has maybe been abducted or is being held captive to some degree and they need to get out of that situation, the most logical step would be to find a phone and call for help, right? Generally speaking, that would be the most logical step. So if they don't do that, then you have to justify why they skip that step. Certainly, if they skip that step because they don't think of it, or if they skip that step because you want them to have more challenges than just being able to pick up the phone and call for help, that doesn't satisfy us, the audience. We're only satisfied. If we have thought of the solution, they better think of it and either try it and it fails or justify why they don't try it at that particular time. And it has to be satisfactory to us. We have to buy into it. In the case of a girl that's been abducted, I mean, maybe she's in the forest and she doesn't have a cell phone signal, so she can't call. 
or maybe it's because the only phone is in the room where the guy that's abducted her is, so instead of going and trying to call on that phone, she's just gonna get out of the house. Maybe she steals the cell phone while he's not there and then she wants to get out of the house before she makes the call. But then when she gets to a place where she thinks she's safe, she drops the cell phone into a lake and now it's gone and it can't be used. Or whatever the case may be. You have to justify why she can't use that cell phone to just call for help. Okay, so going back to the character pursuing a goal. Here's another thing that you need to know. At the very beginning of your story, your character should already be pursuing something. See, this comes back again to story structure. When your story opens, your character, your main character, can't just be sitting around waiting for something to happen so that their adventure begins. Your main character already has something in mind that they're pursuing. Maybe you have a young man who is studying for the bar exam, in which case his goal is to pass the bar, right? That is his goal at the beginning of the story. But then boom, something happens. And either the something that happens goes along with that goal that he already had in motion, or it completely turns things around and gets him on a different track. Either way though, the original pursuit plays in to the want that he has as a result of the inciting incident, because that is what causes the want to become clear in your story, the inciting incident. It gives your character the want. It also raises the dramatic question, which is, will your character succeed in getting what he or she wants? And it clarifies what the stakes are. We should know what the stakes are. So for example, Luke Skywalker, well, he already had something that he wanted before the droids came along. He wanted adventure. He wanted to not be a farmer with his aunt and uncle. He wanted something more exciting. Enter the droids. And now his want is to save the princess. It ended up corresponding with it, but making it more noble. It's one thing to want adventure and to just be bored because you're a teenager. It's another thing now to have a mission that matters. And so he actually got what he was originally pursuing and he got something much bigger. Contrast that with the film regarding Henry. And at the beginning of that film, you've got a lawyer who's basically a cad. He wants to win. He wants to win at all costs and it doesn't matter how dirty he plays. Well, the inciting incident happens when he gets shot at the gas station while in the process of buying cigarettes. And now guess what? His want changes. Now one could argue that they still intersect because both of them have to do with life having meaning. However, the original Henry was wrong about what made life matter. He was on the wrong track. He was about to lose his family, his wife and his son. But because he got shot, that turns out to be Henry's saving grace. Because the new Henry, the wounded Henry, the relearned Henry, 
finds a good man underneath. He finds that he doesn't want to be that way anymore. He doesn't even like practicing law anymore. And he loves his wife and he loves his kid. He doesn't want to send his kid away to boarding school. He is a completely new man. So one could say that they both have to do with what makes life matter. And yet, he pursues two totally different goals. I believe I've mentioned that I'm writing my first novel. My main character, Percy, at the very beginning, he is already building a boat. He's building a boat because he wants to escape the master. So his goal is to escape the master. But really, this is just step one, because the real goal is to find a safe place, a place where he and Wilbur can live, and it's a sanctuary, and he will no longer be experimented upon by the master or people like him. However, when Percy's boat gets destroyed, Percy is forced to resort to step two, which is where he and Wilbur have to conjure the bottomless box, which is the title of my story. So conjuring the bottomless box becomes an actionable goal, an actionable step to pursue the goal. Again, going back to what do you have to have? You have to have an actionable goal. It cannot be nebulous or vague. It has to be something that elicits practical steps that the character can take to pursue it. Logically, step one, here's what I have to do. Logically, step two, now I have to do this. Logically, step three, now this is what I would do. The want is key because this is one of the first areas where people start to fail. If you give your character the wrong want, they start to fail. So for example, in an earlier iteration of my story, Percy and Wilbur, were transported via the bottomless box to the land of Dumas. But the first thing Percy wanted to do when he got there was leave. Why? Because it's not safe, because there was an earthquake. But in order for them to leave, they had to go on a journey throughout the land of Dumas to find the place where they could then conjure the bottomless box again, which would then take them home. But the problem with that, that I discovered because I went back to the want it wasn't a good goal. Why? Well, it wasn't logical. He just got there. Where is he going to go? Okay, he wants to go back to earth, but what's there? The master, everything that scared him is there. So he experiences an earthquake here. Well, guess what? Every world has danger. So there needed to be a different reason for Percy and Wilbur to travel across the land of Duma and meet these other characters. It couldn't be just that they were looking for the spot to conjure the bottomless box. How about, says I to myself, they are searching in the land of Duma for their safe place, their sanctuary. Because one of the pieces of mythology that I added is that the box will know where its passengers must go. So in that sense, Percy and Wilbur then are trusting that the box brought them to the land of Duma for a reason. And therefore, instead of just deciding they want to go home, which didn't make any sense, now they get to pursue the land of Duma in search of their safe sanctuary because they believe it must be here if the box brought them here. And it was a much better way for the story to unfold. 
course, little do they know that that's actually not why the box brought them there. <laughs> okay, so here's another example of giving a character the wrong goal, the wrong want, and having it throw off the entire story. One of the projects that I've been developing with Mission Ranch Films is called In the Land of Vapors. It's basically a Sasquatch story about a kid who befriends a Sasquatch after a tragic accident happens in his family. Well, the problem was the kid was given a nebulous goal. The goal was he needs to learn who he is. But this is passive. If the want is stated as a feeling, for example, he wants to feel safe versus he wants to find a safe place. Do you see the difference? One is active, the other is passive, or it's nebulous. It's just not concrete. It's not actionable. So in my class at Regent, I had a lot of students who had those types of wants. She wants to feel something or she needs to learn something, but they're too passive. You want to reframe that and put it in concrete language that gives your character something active to pursue. To feel something is not enough. There has to be an objective something that they can attain. This is why it's so common to have something called a MacGuffin in movies, which is, you know, whatever object that everybody in the story is vying for to win a million dollars or to get the nuclear football or to get the suitcase that has the codes of all of the people that live in witness protection program or whatever the case may be. It's called a MacGuffin because really it's just a story device that we have to make our characters actively pursuing something that is tangible. So let's look at one more example. Neo in the Matrix. What does Neo want? Well, he starts out Remember, I said that at the very beginning, your character should already be pursuing something. And sure enough, Neo is. He is already pursuing information to understand the matrix. He wants to know what the matrix is. So he's on the dark web and he's seeking answers. And I believe he's seeking the person of Morpheus. So what Neo wants is to learn the truth, but even that is too passive, right? So he's actively seeking a person so that he can figure out what the matrix is. That is a more tangible, actionable goal. It's not enough to just say he wants to learn the truth. No, we gave something specific. He wants to find Morpheus. He's searching for a person. But then there comes the question of what does Neo need? And that is slightly different, and we will talk about that more next week. What you need to know right now is that as long as you know what your main character wants, it will sustain you through your story if it is a good enough, clear enough want. Because a good want will elicit actionable steps that your character can take to pursue that goal because they need to pursue it relentlessly. A good want will prevent your character from being passive because they'll have something to actively pursue. So giving your character the right want, figuring out what they want is 
absolutely one of the most important steps that you can take in terms of breaking your story. And if you have questions about this or you feel like you're struggling with this and you could use help, I would love to be of service. I have coaching available and I do critiques, sub manuscripts and screenplays. And of course, I also do have online classes. If you're a screenwriter, please do check out formatting as an art form. It will help you in these areas and way, way more. And I have new classes that will be coming out in the new year, which I'm hoping will really, really help you to get to the next level as a writer. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today on the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.